Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network. Tap into your fullest potential. Starring the founder of the EFT Healing Center, Annabelle Fisher. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today? Hello, Scott. I'm really great. Thank you very much. And how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Last week, we did a decluttering EFT session. And if you missed it, make sure you go back and get it. And uh, I'll tell you... My world is becoming neat and tidied and so much less clutter. And I have to say that one of the unexpected uh, side effects of decluttering uh, is that I'm, I'm not just decluttering the physical stuff, but I'm also decluttering the mental stuff. And so things like uh, having a whole pile of bills to pay and putting it off and putting it off has disappeared. And... Uh, having a project that you know only takes me ten minutes, but I'm procrastinating on it, it's disappeared. So all of these things that were kind of holding me back are quickly, quickly disappearing. And uh, the result is, is that I feel like I'm moving easier, quicker, smoother um, through life than I was before. And I'm curious, actually, Scott, does that mean that uh, there is less overwhelm as well? Oh, absolutely. I think one of the reasons why uh, things weren't getting done was, is, well, I've got 10 things to do. Which one should I do first? And, and not being able to make a decision on which one to start, and as a result, starting on none of them. <laughs> yes, I understand that feeling very well from my past. Uh, I, I mean, I laugh because I think of what it used to be like for me because I have a lot of projects on the go because, as you know, I work individually with clients and I also run regular workshops. Um, I have the EFT Gathering Conference coming up in October and uh, and. I also have a program that I run with my business partner uh, for people help, helping people set up their own business and, and create thriving practices, to name but a few. And then, of course, I do my podcast with you every week, and I have my radio show. And striking a balance um, to enable me to do all of that with ease and grace in an effortless way where I don't feel like I'm constantly hitting roadblocks um, has been a challenge uh, in the past for me. Um, and it was interesting because I remember saying to you um, earlier in the year, this, this year is going to be about me having more balance in my life mm -hmm. uh, because I, I constantly felt that I was uh, slipping into overwhelm um, every time I thought of everything that needed to be done. And just as you mentioned before, I would ultimately end up doing none of it because it all seemed way too much to get a handle on, so I didn't do any of it, uh, which, of course, then le left me feeling even more stuck, uh, unmotivated, and uh, even more overwhelmed. Uh, so I, I, it's been an interesting journey for me this year to understand what balance is. And I realized that uh, when I'm now, if I do slip into overwhelm, um, I don't have to label myself as someone who's overwhelmed all the time. Oh, that's me. I'm overwhelmed all the time. I, I remember saying to friends, uh, my default is overwhelm. When, when the going gets tough, that's exactly how I feel. 
And uh, now I realize that it's not it's not who I am. It's a label I gave myself. Um, but it's actually just a, a place that I go from time to time, depending on the context. So if, if the context uh, means that um, it's, a, it's a time for me to get overwhelmed, then that's where I'll be. But it doesn't mean that every uh, moment of every day I'm in overwhelm. And I think realizing that has been very uh, refreshing for me and allowed me to really treat myself with even more kindness and compassion because it's freed me up. So it's just like, okay, that's, a, that's an opportunity for me to understand that in that context, I did become overwhelmed. But 10 minutes before that and 10 minutes afterwards, I wasn't overwhelmed. I was in a different a completely different state of being. Right. That's a, that's a wonderful way of, of putting it. Because I think when we label ourselves, particularly in limiting ways like this, it, uh, it, it gives us an excuse not to achieve the things that we want to achieve, which is kind of like an upside-down, backwards, inside-out, weird way of looking at it. But it's kind of like, oh, I want to do this, and then because I'm in overwhelm, I don't do it. And then it's like, huh, what, you know, what good is that? Yes, exactly. And then there's the tendency to beat ourselves up because yet again, we haven't done it or we never accomplish what we want. And uh, the subconscious uh, likes to throw in all these uh, absolute terms like I, I, I never accomplish what I want. I never reach my goals. I'm always overwhelmed. It never goes well for me. I should be doing this. And these are all really limiting uh, language patterns that mm -hmm. just crush us down and keep us even smaller because uh, the subconscious has a great way of looking at things in, in black and white. That's what its job is because remember, it's there to protect us and uh, save us, save us from whatever it feels it <laughs> is out there threatening us. Uh, so if we, um, if we slip into this kind of language pattern, all that happens is we shrink back. It's like, yes, that, that, uh, that is who I am. Uh, this is my label or it is scary out there, so I can't do that. Uh, so it's interesting for you, uh, for all of us to recognize uh, when we do slip into fear or stress, overwhelm, anger, that we probably do use uh, this kind of languaging quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing is what you're really talking about in many ways, Annabelle, is what we're on a subconscious level, putting into our our brains, right, in terms of, you know, well, I shouldn't do this or I can't do this or this sort of thing. And uh, I love to read. And so I was reading a book that I gave a, a friend of mine. I, I, gave, I like to see books that I really like, buy them, give them as gifts to my friends, have them read it. If they really think that it was a good book and I was right, then I borrow it back and read it myself. You see, this saves me reading a lot of bad books. <laughs> so they do the book review first. That's right. Yeah, here's this book. It looks really good. Oh, I'll give it to you as a birthday present. Oh, I really liked it. Did you Did you read it? Yeah, was it good? Yeah, oh, can I borrow it and read it? Sure. <laughs> and then I read it. So uh, that's what I did with the book. It was called The Last Lecture, and it was by a professor at, uh, uh, I think it's Carnegie Mellon University, who did a lot of virtual reality uh, programming teaching. 
and he had cancer. He had 10 tumors on his liver and had three to five months to live. And if, during that period of time, he'd been asked to give a lecture, uh, which they had asked all professors to do, which was kind of originally like, the, what if this was the last lecture you could ever give? What would you, what would you share? And in his case, it was his last lecture, right? So I, and I happened to be reading this when we, on a day that we decided it was sunny to go to the water slide. So uh, my girlfriend and her daughter and I all went to the water slides and there's these massive water slides. And I'm reading this book and we're, where we're camped out is beside a water slide that basically is 70 feet high. And it's one of these ones that when you go over the edge, you basically go straight down for about 40 feet and then it kind of gets you in, in a, a slide at the end. So basically you're in free fall. And it's high. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you know, if I really want to be a hero to these two women, all I got to do is go down this thing. But I'm thinking, ain't no way I'm going down this thing. And <laughs> then I'm reading this book and he's talking about, you know, he's dying, he's this and he's that. And, and the book is, you know, I got through about half of it in the in the day and it was just like... The poor, this guy's dying and he's doing all these things. Like, what's your excuse, right? Really, what's your excuse? And there was one. So I said, okay, I'm going, right? Oh, you're not going. You're not going. I mean, and they were terrified of this thing, right? So <laughs> sure enough, I just walked right up, climbed up, you know, 70 feet, got on there. They've got the, uh, the iPhone ready to, to video me coming down. And I just went, like, I'm going for a, my Sunday stroll. Uh, by the river sort of thing just and and then of course i'm going down i'm absolutely terrified and everything else but you know because we have fear of falling and everything you are actually falling i mean you don't feel anything and then you hit the water and and uh and you I, and you've had your you, i've had my fun and of course uh my girlfriend was so excited that she, when she hit the record button she actually tapped it twice she was shaking and so she got me at the top and that was it <laughs> She stopped the recording straight away. Yeah, and it's, and and she got the kid that went before me. His whole thing, no problem, right? Because she, she was playing around. She got so we see the kid, we see me at the top, and then we see me at the bottom. <laughs> so I had to go do it again. <gasps> did you? Yeah. So I just went, okay, well, let's go do it again, and uh, we did it. A, we did it a second time, so that because there was no way that I was going to do this and not have video proof that I'd actually done this thing, right? Because not a lot of people that go to this water slide go down that particular slide. In fact, you know, probably uh, less than 1% of the people that go there go down this slide. It is very high and very scary. So, uh, so it's interesting to me what happens when we put different things into our minds, right? I mean, if we're, if we're watching... Uh, first of all, if we're listening to people that are telling us that we're schmucks and we're cowards and we're, you know, can't do anything right and we're always wrong, blah, 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 or if we're watching TV that's that sort of thing, or even a lot of the songs on the radio are not really uh, empowering songs, if you know what I mean, uh, then it, those things really do sap our strengths. And then when we put stuff into our minds that are, really powerful and, and inspiring, then we, you know, it's like, well, why shouldn't, you know, we should do this and let's do this. And, and all of a sudden 
it, I mean, it took me like five minutes to walk up and, and 14 seconds to come down. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a huge amount of time in my life, but I accomplished something that, you know, normally, I, I know if I hadn't read this book, I would have said, you know what? I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I'm not going up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but this wasn't about that at all. This was, you know what? This would, this would make everybody's day and it would really set me apart and it would be, it's something I know that I wouldn't normally do. And it also stretched my comfort zone, right? Because going down the other That's right. easy, right? And I think, like you said, it set me apart. But I think also, Scott, it set you apart from perhaps your expectation of yourself as well. Mm, because sure. it, you said if I hadn't been reading the book, I might not have even considered going up there. So it, um, it ties in nicely with something that one of my mentors was saying um, only a week or so ago. Be comfortable about our inconsistencies. So um, yours was a, a positive inconsistency, so to speak. So uh, you're a businessman and uh, you uh, at times you have to be very serious, particularly when you're giving presentations, although I know you bring a lot of fun in as well to your, your speaking role and presentations Thank you. but but then <laughs> which is cr- fun is crucial um, and also then uh, zooming down the water slide fe- uh, fearless and with a little bit of fear stretching you out of your comfort zone but but being inconsistent in the role perhaps you play day to day um, and I think it's the same uh, with the overwhelm with me uh, there are times where I may be overwhelmed but that's not a representation of who I am so just as you could explore the huge fun playful part of you uh, uh, because you're not only one dimensional then likewise with me if I step into overwhelm um, if I come from that place of I am inconsistent that's what makes me who I am that means that it doesn't it doesn't mean I have to stay in the overwhelm I can shift out of that with a sense of compassion and forgiveness and, and kindness towards myself because the context created my overwhelm or I, I began to feel overwhelmed because of the context and then I can move out and look at, and enter a different context where there's no need for me to feel overwhelmed. Very, very cool. So- yes. So, well, I was going to say that um, I had... I'd said to you earlier that um, I'd been saying to you earlier in the year that this year is going to be about having more balance in my life. Uh, But I've I've realized over the course of the year, it's more about being in balance. And so if I'm, for example, going into overwhelm or someone may be feeling very stressed uh, or very angry or resentful, whatever the situation is, maybe very uh, filled with grief and sorrow. Um, It's not about uh, perhaps controlling the balance and and getting balanced. It's more about being in balance and understanding where in our lives um, we, we've gone out of balance and understanding that that's only temporary. It's not, it doesn't have to be like that forever. And I really think that that's where EFT comes into play because, again, I go back to these absolutes that we use. Oh, my life's so stressful. I, I, I'm always overwhelmed. Um, I'll never get over this. I'll always be sad, all this kind of languaging that we, we use. And yet, really, 
the bottom line is we're we're not in balance in that moment um, and we can shift gears and move back to being in balance if we acknowledge that this is only temporary and if I become present and accept myself for who I am through using the EFT and tapping on whatever's going on, uh, then coming from that place of kindness will speed up moving back into balance. I think that's a really good point. You know, we've got uh, a lot of times, I mean, even when we're thinking of the, the decluttering we did uh, last week, that a lot of that was about things in our lives that are just, that are not in balance, not in the balance that we want. Yes, because, I mean, I'm sure logically uh, nobody would want to have a house filled with papers and uh, dirty laundry and uh, food, um, food-covered plates piling up and garbage bags and all the rest of it. I'm sure that's not in, on people's minds for the top ten things that they'd want in their life. No. But for, for whatever reasons, they've gone out of balance and um, that, that has created the clutter. That's, that, that's the symptom that's showing up, just as it could be overwhelm or fear or stress. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting the way that people um, people start looking at being in balance because um, I realized that uh, last year, well, the last couple of years, my, my life had um, been a bit lopsided. Uh, and my, the focus, the priority had been on setting up my business and um, and getting that thriving so that I could sit back and, and relax and start to uh, enjoy being in balance, I guess. Um, and then this, at the beginning of this year, I, 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 as I said, I, I wanted more balance. And the, what I've done this year to create more balance, or now as I understand it to be in balance, um, has been to inject much more fun into my work days and to understand where I could potentially, and I definitely would in the past, have slipped into overwhelm and how to prevent that. So whereas before, if I felt, gosh, I've got all these phone calls to make and emails to respond to between sessions, um, and that, then I'd slip into overwhelm and just sit at the computer plonking away on the keyboard. Now I'll go outside and enjoy the sunshine for 10 minutes or I'll focus on my breathing or I might put on some music and start dancing in my office and uh, just shake, shake her out the funk that way. Um, so that really helps me get into balance uh, in, in very quick and easy ways. But it's the knowing that I may slip into that old default that prevents it happening. Mm, right. Awareness is such a key to, to personal change and development. Yes, that's right. And, and that we can really only be aware if we're mindful of our old patterns. Um, so I, I'm, I'm more and more aware of what created the overwhelm in the past. Um, and so I'm able to balance it out more easily. And then again, this understanding of I don't have to stay in this place. This is how it is momentarily. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a part that a lot of people really um, have a tough time understanding and grasping, particularly people that suffer from depression. There was recently a number of people 
uh, in the sports community that committed, that died, and a couple of them they think they committed suicide. And all three of them, regardless of how they died, were dealing with uh, issues of depression uh, at certain stages of their of their careers and and fairly recently. And that to me is kind of like, oh, my life is terrible and no, not being able to see that tomorrow the sun is going to rise and you'll feel different. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Uh, but I think when, when we're in the thick of it, it can be challenging as well. I mean, this is almost reconditioning the way our mind works. It is that mind mastery uh, that uh, EFT can accomplish. Uh, because we, when we're deeply entrenched in something, it's not easy to see the wood for the trees. Uh, but if we come from that compassionate place of, as you say, Tomorrow I'll wake up, the sun will rise, um, and it will be different. So it, what about in 10 minutes? Could that be different too? Do I have to stay in this place? Um, actually, I have a choice to remove myself from it. That's right. That's right. And I, and I totally agree that it's part of a new uh, discipline that many people need to do. Because, uh, And I know I went through that period too where... Um, it was a tough time, and a lo- all my friends could say to me is, "Is this too shall pass?" <laughs> you know, I I've, I'm going to quote the Bible to you, Scott. This too shall pass, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I didn't particularly want to hear it at the time. But the truth of the matter is, is that it did pass. Everything does pass, and if we can if we can get to that, that was actually something that um, when I was young and going to school. Uh, it helped me a lot. I, ha- I can still remember hating to speak in, in public in grade 8 and having to give a history talk, which, of course, was even, you know, could get any worse than talking about history. And, <laughs> well, speak for yourself, I guess. <laughs> I guess. And, uh, and it was like Monday, and it's happening on Friday, and I was just beside myself. And finally, I just said, you know what? Regardless of what happens on Friday, I'm going to be playing tennis Saturday morning with my friends. Mm. And by looking beyond that very, very unpleasant incident that was going to happen in my near future to a pleasant one that was going to happen just a little bit after that one, uh, it just seemed to take it all away. And, uh, and I had a great time giving the talk, too, by the way. But It was a lot of fun, and people were laughing and enjoying it. So... But, you know, public speaking is, you know, people fear that worse than death. So, uh, you, you know, it's, there are things that happen in our, that we know are going to be happening in our future, whether it's a, a job review with our boss or, uh, um, you know, a, an issue you need to deal with with your uh, significant other. These things ha- come up and they are always going to come up. And, well, how do we deal with them so that we don't go into a state of, overwhelm or twist ourselves into such a state we get ourselves sick and i think you know what you're talking about about handling overwhelm and being in balance is a is a crucial key to that yes i i I think as well to ask the question where, where do i really want to be in this moment so with regard to you giving your talk on history and then the next day um playing tennis with your friends, uh, you weighed up which, which offered you more joy, 
And for you at that time in your life, it was playing tennis with your friends. So your focus shifted to that. And in a sense, the history test was just part and parcel of traveling through the week to get to playing tennis on the Saturday. So if we come from that place of uh, is this state that the state that I know I am Sorry, let me rephrase this. Am I at my fullest potential in this state? So, for example, overwhelm or uh, frustration or anger. Um, Or is there another state that I prefer to be in? Uh, Then we can recognize that uh, we are... um, inconsistent. We are um, a whole person who can experience many different states and many, many of them can be from a place of joy. So let, let's see how, how it could be to move into one of those states rather than being stuck in the current state. Um, and even if we do stay stuck in that current state, allow ourselves to realize, well, this isn't the label of who I am. This is who I am in this moment. Uh, so I think as far as EFT comes, um, of course, it's essential to tap on, let's use the example again of overwhelm. Even though I'm feeling totally overwhelmed, I deeply and completely accept myself. I would love... Um, all of us to consider coming from a place of curiosity. So even though I'm in this state of overwhelm right now, I wonder what it would feel like to be calm and confident instead. Mm. So if we're inquiring and coming from that delighted, interested place, it really creates an amazing shift. Uh, The subconscious feels a bit safer about letting go of needing to be stressed, and we can start to perceive a different place where we want to be, just as you consciously did as a child. I want to focus on playing tennis rather than the history uh, history talk before it. So I think um, the, my, the way that I work with my clients is to always come from that curious place. And I think that that ultimately is where the shifts can start coming rather than feeling frustrated with ourselves for being overwhelmed. And of course, as we know with EFT, it's hugely important to tap on how we're feeling in that moment. But perhaps if we can inject some kindness and consider a different possibility, right, I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I wonder what it would feel like to be calm and confident, whatever the opposite is of however we're feeling. Or uh, I'm curious to know if I could feel a little bit of joy, even for 10 seconds, and what that would be like. Or I'm interested in feeling relaxed instead, something like that. Yeah, wonderful. That's a great way to put it. Yes, and uh, that will then take off the pressure. It will soften the edges and it will open up all different possibilities. Nice. Well, Annabelle, with that, we've come pretty much to the end of our time together for this week. And uh, I think it's given everybody a lot to chew on, a lot to think about. I mean... What would happen if you got a little bit curious about the things that were causing you stress in your life, uh, whatever they may be? How would that impact how you look at them? And maybe it would uh, take you a little ways away from overwhelm and put you more in balance in your life. Fantastic. So if somebody wanted to know more about EFT and how they can use it in their lives to deal with overwhelm, get themselves more in balance, or any of the other many, many uses of EFT, uh, what should they do, Annabelle? 
Yes, please feel free to visit my website, www.theefthealingcenter.com. And there's all sorts of articles on there, videos on YouTube um, and other recordings that I've made in the past. And, of course, if you would like to participate in the EFT gathering at the end of October, please visit www.canadianeftgathering.com. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. I have a fabulous lineup of EFT experts uh, who are going to be uh, teaching you their particular niche. Um, and I know it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of friendships will be made, great networking opportunities, as well as a lot of learning. Wonderful. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. We look forward to seeing you next time on the EFT Healing Center online radio network. Bye-bye.